Hello, and welcome to the Nested Folders podcast. I am Scotty Jackson, and with me is the fantastic and fabulous Rose Orchard. Hi, Rose. Hello. I love being called fantastic and fabulous. Not only is that alliterative, it's extremely complimentary. Well, and uh, and you live up to it all the time, too. So. Yeah, you're pretty darn fabulous and fantastic yourself, Mr. Jackson. So, Well, shucks. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I had a topic that I wanted to chat with you about this week, and this one kind of came up as part of the recent contest that we had where we got a whole bunch of great listener feedback and ideas. And one thing that came up a few times was the topic of reviews and rituals around reviews and how do we do reviews when it comes to our productivity. And so I wanted to rap a bit about that. Well, that's good because, um, Review ritual is not so much a thing that I have, but it's a thing that I, I'm starting <laughs> to feel like I really need because I've had some interesting review processes over the years um, and I started to realize that maybe I've been missing out on some of the, the advantages of doing the bigger reviews instead of smaller reviews. So it's it's a great topic that we definitely need to talk about. And yeah, I mean, doing reviews is such an evolving process too. Like over the years, I feel as though... I've changed my practices a whole bunch and it's always changing and it's sometimes for the better, sometimes not as much, but certainly it's adapting to, you know, me having different jobs or family changing or homes changing or anything like that. And so, um, if, if I can start, I'll, I'll talk about, you know, when, when it comes to getting things done, obviously the review is a big part of that, but even in non GTD, productivity systems there's a there's a reflection part and and so on and so for me i've decided to divide it up into two and i do one on friday that i call my reflection friday and i do one on monday that i call my executive monday which i stole from a blog post and i'll try and find that for show notes um so in reflection friday i'm doing like in the gtd method and i'll add a link to show notes here as well for the steps uh, for those who aren't uh, familiar with it. Um, I'll do all of my clearing of the deck stuff. So emptying my inbox, collecting uh, everything up into an inbox to then process, empty my head and mind sweep as well as, you know, go through calendar, you know, past and future to trigger anything else that I need to capture. And I'll work on inventorying. So that's the purpose of my first review is just inventory everything. And then in my second review in Executive Monday, I'm thinking about, well, what do I do with all of this inventory? What do I want to focus on? What do I defer to a future date? Or maybe it's more of a someday maybe thing. Or do I need to strategically change some of the things that I've got on my lists based on what all I've captured? And and that's how I'm sort of broken things up. That's like, I guess, the major building block of how my review is looking like what are what are yours look like well but before we dive into mine i just like to make a comment because i'm i feel that a lot of people confuse doing the mind sweep and getting to inbox zero whatever that looks like for them um with the actual review because as, as it's very clear from from yours you have you have two parts to your review done on two different days um even and capture is definitely important and processing but they're not the same as review. Um, for for years, this was what stymied me because I'd spend an hour there going through, doing a mind sweep, capturing things, clearing out my inbox. And then it was like, whew, okay, I'm done. Great. But I never actually got around to the part where it was look at 
all of your projects. Look at your lists, look at your someday maybes and actually evaluate this and say, see whether or not this is going in the right direction or maybe this, it's time to kill this project, which you've been looking at it for quite a long time and then realizing, actually, you really shouldn't be doing this anymore because it's been hanging around over your head like an albatross for 18 months and it's still got nowhere. Um, and I, I feel that that's a, a very important distinction that we should make to everybody listening that, you know, the capture and processing, great, but the review is actually a separate step to that. That's right. Um, at least for me, in, and apparently for you, it is as well. Yeah, it's almost like the the getting ready for the review, and then the big review, right? So it's you know, yes, like uh, it's almost like the difference between if you're moving homes, getting all the boxes from place A to place B, and then separately unpacking those boxes. So yes, and deciding what to do with all the things that come out of them. That's that's kind of the way I think about it, and that's a. That's such a great point that you made because, yeah, I think it's very tempting to think about um, the inventorying part as being the review. And I think um, I, I try and do that sort of inventorying at least to a point where I'm comfortable on, on, a, on a bit of a daily basis. So I'm, I'm probably not getting to inbox zero daily. I'm probably still got a pile of things on my desk, but I at least have those things to a level that like this is a level of discomfort and disorganization that I'm comfortable with, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It has to be a point where you feel comfortable with things and not like you might be missing something because that is one of the worst feelings and something that the review is really supposed to help us combat. Having that feeling that something is missing or that you've forgotten something. And this is where having a regular review process comes in handy because if you're reviewing things on a regular basis, then you will see that thing that you saw last week that you, you were planning on doing and you didn't get around to. And that's when you can make a plan to actually tackle this because for some reason it didn't happen in the last week. So either your processes for, for tracking the things that really need to get done next are, are off sync or something crazy happened, which, you know, crazy things can happen. Um, you know, accidents, emergencies, life, uh, yeah. or things, these things come at us. Um, but yeah, I should probably share what I'm doing. Right, I, Scotty? I would love to hear it. So yeah, let's, let's, let's turn the table around and, and I want to hear, uh, hear about your process. Okay, well, I'm going to start with what I'm not doing anymore. So for a while, I was actually using, so I use OmniFocus, actually both of us use OmniFocus, and I was using their review function daily, and I was having different things come up every day, and I'd staggered it, so I was never having to do a big review in one go. And on the face of it, or the surface, this seems like a really good idea, because then you're constantly reviewing things, and you know what's happening, and some projects you could review every two or three days, um, because they're super big and important. The problem with this is it feels like you're constantly reviewing things because you are. Mm. And the things that are set to review more frequently than others definitely stay at the forefront of your mind. Which means that the things which are still important but maybe less important um, get forgotten about and ignored. And this is what I realized. I was forgetting about the things like going swimming and stuff that was on my, on my list of things to figure out a plan to do. Because I wasn't looking at it every two or three days like some of the other stuff that was coming up. And I realized that this was causing some very significant problems for me because my life was basically ending up unbalanced because of the way I was reviewing my stuff. That is so now really I have a different split. Yeah, I have a very different approach now to my reviews. I review every week. Now, there are still some projects that don't need weekly reviews. Generally, these are things which are somebody maybe ish projects but they're much more likely to happen than something that's like a, oh maybe one day i'll go to thailand it's a 
at some point I was asked to look into this project at work um, and I've done some planning on it. Um, but at the moment we can't, we can't move forward on this project because we don't have approval. We don't have the man hours. Mm-hmm. We don't have the budget, whatever. Um, and so those are the kind of projects where I space out the review because really if they're not active, it's just a case of, well, I should check in on them every once in a while and maybe it's good to check in with other people um, in in the case of some of those projects to see what's going on, but I don't need to be looking at them. But pretty much everything now has gone back to being a weekly review. And I use the focus mode in OmniFocus on my Mac and I go through and I look at everything. And this can be overwhelming because it makes you see how many projects and things are going on in your life. <laughs> But at the same time, sometimes we need that little shock to our system because it's very easy to say yes. And it's very, very hard to say no. And it's only when we take a step back and we look at everything that's in our system, all of these things that we've promised other people that we're going to do, that we've promised ourselves that we're going to do, that we can see that maybe we have overpromised and we are going to end up under-delivering instead of the way it should be, which is under promise and over deliver and it's always great if you can over deliver to yourself and sometimes having that big review seeing everything and going wow that's a lot of projects that can make you take a step back and go okay i need to renegotiate some things for myself but i know what i need to renegotiate because i can see it all yeah and also it allows you to go through and do things like i have six projects named general because they were all in folders it's not very obvious, however, when I'm trying to file something in a folder, like that's, I have a single action list in most folders, like nested folders podcast usually has one project per episode, but there's also like miscellaneous stuff that needs happening, like, you know, doing website updates and stuff like that, right. um, that go into a general folder and they're single action lists. Like I can't just call it general, I should call it nested folders general or something like that. And that's the other things. Like I do a little bit of tidying up while I'm doing my review, but a lot of it is going through looking at things, reordering the actions, making sure due dates and defer dates are correct. Are things tagged if they need to be tagged? Are they tagged correctly? Um, And sometimes I get the fun of completing stuff as well because it turns out I've done it. Turns out you did Um, that. And I just didn't even think about it being an OmniFocus. And so I can go and mark that off. You know what's so fantastic about what you've just said? I really like the idea of um, not just how you conduct a review, but how and adjusting your system as you go through the review, but also using that architecture to help underpin how the review even goes. So Mm -hmm. uh, like taking those deep, deep someday maybes and getting them out of the way so you don't even have to look at those. Uh, One thing that that I've done is I've, I've created a folder called um, brand makers. And I use that, I use that for work projects that are Ah. my most important projects because they're the ones that people are really watching me for and ones where I can, you know, they just need to be top of the pile, but I also give myself permission to remove things from that folder and add things to that folder. So it's, it's dynamic. And I think that was something that I struggled with for a long time was that, you know, if I set up my system a certain way, then once something is in, that is the way it must kind of forever be. And obviously it, it doesn't have to be, but I, I found it challenging to recognize for myself, hey, I can move things around and m- rename things. And sometimes renaming something gives it an entirely new meaning. Um, and so that you use the word evaluation earlier, that evaluation process of each of these things is 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 so vital and important to deciding um, how you're going to review it and 
what decisions you will make based on what you see there. Yes, definitely. And some people might be listening thinking, whoa, review sounds like it needs a lot of mental capacity. And it does, but I found the worst thing I can do if I'm feeling like I'm not up for it is actually not doing it. Um, not because I'm suddenly going to find the mental energy somewhere one quarter of the way through my review. If I'm super tired and exhausted, um, th there are days where I will just delay it by a day or something. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm going to see if I can find, uh, there's a link to an Apple script, I believe written by Joe Bulick, where you can set all of your review dates to a specific date, um, which is super helpful if you end up a little bit off sync. Mm. But I find if I'm just feeling a bit tired and Ugh, I can't be bothered to do this, then that's the times when I really need to do this because that's the times when I'm definitely missing something. And there's something lurking in my system that I will spot during a review that actually turns out to be super important or maybe i just ended up with three projects planning for max stock next year and i actually need two uh <laughs> one for content one for travel um and maybe they should be the same project but that's that's a conversation for another day sure <laughs> um but you know and it's it's these times where it's like actually i feel better after the review it's the same thing when you're sick you know when you're really sick and you really don't want to get up and have a shower and have breakfast and brush your teeth and then you do it, and then afterwards you're like, okay, I'm still sick, but I don't feel like something the cat just threw up now. Absolutely. Uh, I, feel, I feel a little bit better about myself. Doing the review does the same thing to me. It makes me feel like I'm in control. Sometimes being in control means you're still in a car going at 120 miles an hour down the motorway and the speed limit is 70. <laughs> but at least you know that you're in a car going down the motorway 50 miles an hour over the speed limit. This is a metaphor. It Do is a metaphor. Please don't speed. Thank you. Um, I, yes. And uh, like, I don't know about you, but for me, one of the biggest prices that I pay when I haven't done a good review is that I have this nervous nagging feeling all the time when I'm working that I'm not doing the thing that I should most be doing. And mm -hmm. it sits in the back of my mind through all of my activity that I'm doing the wrong thing. And, and I'm, I, I, I might be, I might not be, I don't know because I haven't done a review and that's just such an awful feeling. And I know it drags on my ability to do my best work. And so for me, if nothing else, doing a review so that I am satisfied that I know what I've got and I know what I'm going to do with what I've got, um, that, that, that sets the stage for the best week possible. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's definitely something because all of us have had those moments where we're sitting there going, should I really be doing this? And having done the review, that's the thing. You can't just do a review once a year and call it done. Um, by all means, oh. do a high level review once a year that's, you know, like, what are my five-year goals? Where Where is my life going? And, you know, you can break that down every six months, you know, like, how is my year going? And every quarter, how's my quarter going? Or how's your 12-week year going? Uh, <laughs> reference to a previous episode. Um <laughs> You know, but if you do a weekly review, then you know what's in your system right now, what's going on, and what do you need to be doing. Um, and sometimes we do have to do the things that may not seem super important, like getting puppy food from the supermarket or something like that. But your puppy's going to be really sad if you don't get puppy food. And I don't want your puppy to be sad, Scotty. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm sure he's getting regular puppy food. He from is, Instagram, right. he seems like a very happy puppy. He's a very happy puppy. And and so, yes, you, you have to balance those sort of life administration things. It, mm -hmm. Like it, it can't all be like brand maker work right it can't no like to me I, if, I, if that's a fast track to burnout if oh, you do that if you're just doing that 
you're going to burn out. Well, not just that, but you're going to, you're going to be working on, you'll, you'll end up like with the dog and the, this is fine fire, right? Because you're doing research on, on, on how to build the best house possible while everything around you is crumbling. Like when I, when I do my executive Monday review, I like, I like to look at my work and I say, okay, in the totality of this, you know, what am I going to do with this? Like what, what, what out of this matters? And I like to prioritize based on work that really inspires me and that I think will make a difference and that I think I can also, you know, market a little bit to say like, Hey, everybody mm-hmm. look at this thing that I did. Uh, but that also teaches me so that I'm, I'm learning from it. I think if, if I'm doing those four things with a piece of work, then I'm, that's when I'm doing my best work. But that doesn't mean, like you said, that I forego going to the grocery store and getting puppy food because then sad puppy. So you have to balance all of that out. And I think taking the time to go through, you know, like you said, you know, in, in, in a focused mode, going list by list, not just, yep, 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 yep. These are all things that I still want to do. These are all valid and relevant, but like in the next week, are these options that I really want to consider? Are these the things that I, if I look at this list that I want shown to me as options or are there things here that I need to pull forward because they've got to get done sooner rather than later? Or are there things that I push back because I've only got so many room, so much room in my life to be able to do things and I can't do all these things? Yes. Yeah. I, I, and that is definitely, you know, that's how it all works, right? If we don't do this, then suddenly, you know, as you said, the house is crumbling around your ears while you're researching how to build the best possible house in the world. That's right. So, yeah, and uh, which which brings us to a future topic, you know, good is better, good, done is better than not done, but theoretically perfect. Um, so. Well, yeah, yeah, for another day, but that's that's my, yeah. my favorite point in a project is when I remember that getting this done is more important than getting it perfect. Yes, and that that's part of the evaluation process for me because I'm looking at the project and it's like, is this done? Not, is this perfect? Is this amazing? Is this wonderful? But is it done? Can I check it off? Right. And if if I can check it off, then, you know, then I I need to sit down and go, hey, look at that. You did it. Now, maybe there are other things I want to go back and do and polish and make better and prettier. That's fine. And I can do that. But I need to take a moment to recognize that actually this project has reached the point where I can call it done. Yes. Um, And that that's really helpful because that is so motivating to be able to look at it and go, I'm finished on this. You know what? Nobody actually cares about this thing apart from me. Nobody cares if my toenails are painted absolutely perfectly or if maybe there's a little speck of glitter on one of them that there isn't on another. It's fine. Um, you know, I, I should point out painting my toenails doesn't actually make it into OmniFocus because adding a project and 10 tasks um, to paint 10 toenails um, sounds ridiculous pr- to pretty much everybody. And I think that is taking things a little too far. Probably. Um, uh, maybe you're just better at painting toenails than I am. I was just about to set up a template. Well, by all <laughs> means, go ahead. Shortcuts <laughs> and task paper are at your disposal. Um, but... Uh, you know, that's the other thing. Sometimes you'll look at things that you've put into your OmniFocus or whatever your task management system is as part of your review and go, why is this in here? And that's okay because yeah. everybody has those days where they just add stuff to their task manager going, yep, 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 yep. And it's like, why Why do I have vacuum cleaner in my OmniFocus? Was I intending to vacuum? Was I going to purchase a new vacuum cleaner? What does this mean? 
you know, and that that's part of, you know, the processing section. Sure. But sometimes these things make it past processing into a project and then you, you can look at it with, you know, having six days um, past your review process and you can come back and look at it and go, huh, this actually makes no sense. Bye-bye. Well, the delete key is one of the greatest keys, really. Oh, so good. Um, I wanted to, uh, so you said you don't really have a ritual about, about reviews, but but you do have you do have a process. What about timing? Like, do you have a particular time or or place that you like to do your reviews that you find really effective for you? Well, this is uh, something I've uh, been thinking a lot about. Yeah, so I've been splitting them up. Work is done at work, and home is done at home. Um, you know, trying to separate them. They do live in one OmniFocus database because this way, if I'm adding something to my inbox. I don't need to think about where it goes. It just goes into my inbox and then it gets processed. Um, but um, I, I focus on my work folder at work on Friday mornings. Um, and I like to do this on Friday mornings because often as part of a, re a review, you will find something that you need to chase somebody about. And Friday morning is a great time to do this. Um, a, because uh, the person I share my office with is only part-time, so she's not there on Fridays, which means there are fewer distractions. Not that she intends to be distracting, but having another person around really gets in the way of me wandering around talking to myself out loud. People start to think you're crazy if you do that in front of them, apparently. Um, so it, it's nice to not have that worry. Um, so I, ca I can then follow up and email people and get a bunch of stuff done. And so on Monday morning, I can get to work and I have 20 emails in my inbox and I can actually make progress on stuff instead of going, well, I need to send emails and wait for follow-up. Right. Um, so I do that. And then my personal stuff I do on Saturday mornings because then I have the whole weekend um, to do it. Sometimes, depending on travel schedules, it'll happen Friday night instead. Um, but in, in general, it happens Saturday mornings because then I have you know, two whole days in which to get stuff done. Um, and at the moment I can really use those two days, so I'm, I'm getting on with it. Invest deeply. Oh, yes. Yeah. And so, uh, if, if I could, I'd sit down with a nice glass of wine, but, um, Friday morning at work, apparently not a great time to sit down with a glass of wine. Hmm. Uh, so I, I tend to sit down with a glass of chocolate milk. I'm a very classy lady. And, uh, Saturday mornings is a glass of freshly squeezed orange juice. But you, but you pour the chocolate milk into like a champagne glass. No, we don't oh. have champagne glasses at work, so I just use like a, a a big glass. Well, that's fine. Sometimes I drink it straight from the portion size bottle. Hmm. It's fun. I enjoy it, and it just makes doing my review a little bit more of a treat. Um, because I know that afterwards, when I've checked a bunch of stuff off, you know, I'm going to be feeling good about everything. But sometimes it's nice to have like a okay, you're doing this, so you get a reward as you go thing, yeah, which that's, that definitely helps. That's a really that's a, that's a really good point. And so I tend to do um, my Friday review. I, I really like doing it at a coffee shop because I find uh -huh. that. So as someone who works from home, and also lives from home, getting out of the home to do my review kind of takes me away from all the potential distractions, like uh, outside yeah. of the digital stuff, which I'm I'm still going to have with me, and that I need to be disciplined about on my. On a, on a computer, but you know, I, I, I won't get distracted by other people. I won't get distracted by other things or, or, or other potential spaces to move to. I will have to sit at my table in my chair. Cause that's all I have agency over when I go to a coffee shop, but then I also mm -hmm. get to enjoy, um, my chai latte. And so that's, that's, that's my little treat that gets me, um, into that reviewing and, inventorying mode. And then on my Monday review, that one does happen at home. Um, and I try and, 
uh, I try and make that part of um, my workday because it's in that evaluation mindset mm-hmm. that we were talking about. And it also kind of aligns to at work, we work agile and we work in two week sprints. So every two weeks, my weekly review has me thinking, okay, what, what, what are, what are we shipping at the end of these two weeks? And I, I'm trying to use that for myself as well. So in my weekly review, what am I going to ship this week? Like what, what is the outcome of this week going to be and do the actions I have line up to that? Or am I, or am I, or am I doing things that I think will distract me from that? I need to rethink where my focus is, or do I think I'm going to ship something that I'm not actually going to ship and I need to like come to terms and pieces, peace with that, come to pieces. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of. Well, I mean, that's, that's part of the thing though, because I mean, maybe you're not coming to pieces, but being able to notify other people that, Hey, you wanted this to ship on Friday. It's Monday. And I can tell you that ain't happening. That's right. Not in the way that we currently have things set up with the current rules. Um, and that's that's the other thing about review. This stuff doesn't sneak up on you because you're looking at it on a regular basis and you can see what progress is or is not being made. Um, and you can make adjustments to try and mitigate the fact that maybe a project is not going to plan. Um, but then you can also inform people, including yourself, um, you know, with time to spare that, hey, this isn't going to get done. Um, and as you said, you, you can make peace with that because you know it's coming and you've seen it coming if you're being honest with yourself. I know all of us lie to ourselves every once in a while. Yeah, sure, it'll get done. It's fine. I've got plenty of time. We all need eight hours in a day to sleep, you know, give yeah. or take. Plus, you know, a couple of hours to eat, a couple of hours to relax. Suddenly you don't have that much time left in your day. So we have to be realistic about these things. And unfortunately, that that is a downside of review. Sometimes you have to realize that you've... You know, you've got to renegotiate. Yeah. And, and, and like you, what you said about, you know, when you realize something isn't going to plan, there's, there's two, two ways you can approach that. One is, you know, how do you manage the fact that it's not going to plan? Or how do you use this as a time to say, well, is that the right plan? If things yeah. aren't going that way, maybe, maybe, maybe reality is right and the plan is wrong. Um, as opposed to, you know, the plan being right and reality wrong. So it, it's a neat chance to kind of bring those two things back into balance um, by adjusting on, on either side. Yeah, definitely. Man, there is such a lot that you can do with review. It's kind of scary, isn't it? I feel like I need to go and do another review. I feel like as we I record this, this is a Thursday and I did a review on Tuesday and I feel like I need to go do it again. But I feel like I need to do a study of of how I'm doing reviews and do one myself because now this has me in entirely in reflection mode. Yes. I mean, and that's the thing that everybody should remember about review. Just because you plan to do your review one way, it's just like everything that you put into your system. It, it's not permanent. You can change it. Absolutely. And indeed, you should change it as your life changes. You know, maybe one week instead of as usual, you're at work, you're on a business trip. Okay, so maybe you should do your review before you go. Maybe you can do your review on the trip, but let's be realistic. If this is something out of the ordinary, it's probably not going to happen. Um, and, you know, you, you, you have to renegotiate everything with yourself and, you know, try changing things up on purpose, you know, from time to time just to see what happens. Because changing things up can also give you a very different perspective as to everything. Maybe, you know, sitting in a different coffee shop with a different coffee, maybe tea instead of coffee, will help you look at your projects a little differently and and see things in a light that you haven't seen them in before. Well, and achieving that perspective is the point. Doing a review a certain way is not the point. The point is 
what the review achieves. And yes. so remembering that is, is vital. Why you are not doing this to follow a doctrine way of, of, of doing it. We're doing it because we want to be aware of comfortable with and have good feelings about all the things that we are and are not doing. Definitely. I feel like this is a good moment to end the show. Don't you? Uh, yes. Nice positive note. Thank you. We've, 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 I, as we reflect on this moment, we have, we have, we have achieved another show. Well, that is amazing. So as we wrap this up, uh, where do people find you on the internet, Rose? Uh, I am at rosemaryorchard.com and there is links to everything there. All the podcasts I make, everything that I write, uh, all the social media that you are very welcome to follow me on, uh, stalking, preferably not, but. I do post a lot of pictures of food on Instagram, so that's okay. Where can people find you, Scotty? Uh, people can find me at heyscottyj.com or by the same name on the Twitter and Instagram. And people can find us at nestedfolderspodcast.com. And Nested Folders on Twitter. Of course. Yes, which is a great place to send your feedback if you like, because as we discovered with some recent shows, a lot of people build on each other's feedback which is really great for us so thank you if you sent us feedback and if you haven't and you're thinking of it do it oh we love hearing from you i love talking to everybody on the on, on the twitter machine definitely all right so until two weeks from now bye rose bye scotty